All right, all right, check. I'm checking this microphone. I'm gonna do it. Check one, check two. This is it. Welcome to the Cannabis Coffee Hour. With your host, me, Rob Cantrell, coming back for episode 188 of the Cannabis Coffee Hour. Oh yeah, the sun is starting to come out nice and bright. It was cold and dreary, but later in the day, the sun is starting to cook. Don't let go of me, Summer. I need you. I want you. I love you. I love you, son. Get into my bones. Get into my bones. Walking today, I was just like, I hit this spot where the there was this just fucking killer breeze. And the sun was hitting me right in the face. It was right before I went into the park. And I just stopped. I took my glasses off and I just paused. And it was just like, I could literally be on like a cliff um, in Brazil about to do a dive or something. It felt so good. The cool breeze. And that's what this podcast, this is what I want for the podcast. This is what I visualize for the podcast just a cool breeze just a cool breeze there is a lot of funky funky toxic funky media uh out there then you know i absorb some of this shit and it tweaks you a little bit so i just wanted to put something out there positive positive vibes um and you know just share express express yourself um i'm expressing myself to my full capability um, that's what I'm trying to do. And I'm not trying to be in correctional facilities. Some don't agree with what I'm saying. Uh, I meditate like a Buddhist. Uh, that's a couple chopped up rhymes from the wonderful song, Express Yourself. Uh, produced by Dr. Dre. I think it was on the first NWA album. Um, Express Yourself was the least gangster song, but the funkiest beat great positive song and they re you know he cuts up this like soul um record called express yourself that had that funky organ love a good funky old 70s hammond i don't know if it's 70s i don't i mean i'm not super musical and i'm not super techie everything is right in the middle with me i could talk about you know everything in the middle just about anything politics uh science uh weed music uh sports i'm down below i don't absorb sports but i can talk old uh washington teams when i was growing up and cared more about one i think when you're in the city and you're living there and you're reading the paper and you're following it it just never i know new york city is a great sports town and i would like to see a knicks game i've never seen a knicks game live I, w- I do out of all of it i do like basketball but i don't follow it and these guys are making so much money and uh that type of shit but i have been to a couple barclays games and i have been to the 4040 club which was dope i went to this level um where it wasn't like the box seat there's like this place it's like next to the 4040 club and it's like these seats i got hooked up it only happened once no it happened twice um, and then I asked him for the tickets one other time. 
And that was hard. That, you know, these were just sick tickets because because um, you had access to the 4040 Club and it was like buffet style. I think Jay Z loves buffets, so it was just like buffets of shrimp, uh, buffets of uh, everything: hamburgers, hot dogs, popcorn. It's just a uh, sick layout. It'd be like if you went to a fancy hotel and they had like, you know, the fucking ridiculous, you know, all you can eat before COVID. All you can eat. Great, great song by the uh, Fat Boys, All You Can Eat from the movie Crush Groove. That was a great tune. Uh, one of my favorite, I would say my, my, uh, my favorite Fat Boys song was uh, Can You Feel It? And it had nothing to do with being fat. That dude, Prince Marky D, the Puerto Rican dude in the Fat Boys, had a sick flow. They all could rap. They were Brooklyn rappers. Those guys were like the Brooklyn rappers before. Like, they were like real Brooklyn rappers. Like, I think from East New York. And uh, shout out Blase, Blase, when the East is in the house. Uh, I have hung out with Blase, not to drop names, but that was a trippy thing. Uh, Talking about rappers. Okay, we were talking about the Fat Boys. I saw the Fat Boys in concert. Man, I saw them on the Fresh Fest. I've talked about this. It's on my album um, called Pure Uncut Joy. You can check it out. But one of the... The whole idea of the album uh, is those memories. And uh, one of my best memories was my first concert that I paid for. I got the money. I got the tickets. I picked it out. Nobody came with me. Uh, I saw the Fresh Fest. And it was Houdini... Run DMC on their second album and the Fat Boys at their literally at their peak um, when they were bigger than Run DMC at the time. Run DMC hadn't come out with Walk This Way. They came out with King of Rock. I mean, they were kind of like head to head, but the Fat Boys had mainstream culture on lock because, you know, they were kind of a novelty act. But the weird thing was they were just cool Brooklyn kids that could rap. And so they definitely had the original hip hop spirit. So, uh, yeah, the rhyme style, I mean, if you want that, like, back and forth shit uh, that you like from the Beastie Boys, the the Fat Boys had, you know, that shit, and it wasn't as, you know, the Beasties, when they first came out, some of that shit was a little grimy. I remember when I was 13 listening to it, being like, all right, they were like dirty 17-year-old kids, or 19, 20, and I was like a breakdance kid. I was fucking, I was doing knee spins to Houdini, Um, but... Uh, not, I love all of it. I'm just talking. But where was I going with that? There was somewhere where, oh, Blase Blase. Shout out to Blase The East is in the house. If uh, I remember, there's a great hip-hop tune from the 90s, and it's played over and over. They probably play it at basketball games. It's one of those joints. But now that hip-hop is gone, we're 2,000 billion. Um, but I will say... Uh, Blase, the East is in the House is a great, great tune, and it hit DC radio hard. I just remember coming back from college, and that shit was on every DC radio, and we, my friends would say it, like, if we went into a party, like, you just knew when the East is in the house, oh my god, danger. Uh, it was just a hot uh, East Coast record, and the dude's flow is sick. Blase, Blase has got a sick flow in that shit. And it's original, it's produced right, it just, he never got anything bigger than that, but he's done some joints. I did, I actually got to do a video with Blase. He was friends with Donnell Rollins, and I have to give a shout out to Donnell. Donnell was really nice to me when I first came to New York, 
And I, I opened for him for a while, like a good year. I tried to write a script with him. Uh, we drew down from the uh, Black Moon. It, this is all these 90 rappers, but I think they reached out to Donnell. They had an idea for the movie. Donnell reached out to me because I think he thought I was more like a Neil Brennan, like a uh, nerdy type of kid. And I'm more of a, you know, pot smoker, fucking goofball. But I can, you know, I can write my ass off if I have to. I'm just not as prolific. I need to get prolific. I need to crank out a couple scripts and sell a TV show. That's the new gig. But I also love doing this podcast and checking in with y'all and talking about old hip hop and music. And, but we won't even talk about hip hop. I, I definitely want to talk about rock and roll. Like I'm even taking notes before this podcast. I want to just say thank you for listening, everybody. I got a great cup of coffee. This is called Brooklyn Roasting Cop Coffee. They have a great website. They have great beans. Um, there's a big one in Dumbo, you know, there's, there's coffee wars, there's blank street right now came in and just took over all these Starbucks. So they're trying to make a power move. Brooklyn roasting company, they've been roasting their own beans and they grew and it's kind of big and, uh, their price point isn't that high. I mean, it's like, it's not stump town, but, and it's definitely not pipe and tabor. That shit was fucking, I gotta get another fat bag of that. But this Brooklyn Roasting Company is definitely, like, I'm, like, psyched to have it. And this is Guatemalan beans, kind of a medium roast. Uh, they have a great graphic designer. Whoever is doing their fucking logos and shit is fucking on point. Um, going into the future, everything's going to be graphic design and podcast. If you can get your head around those two concepts, oh, baby, it's on like Donkey Kong. But uh, I'm at the tail end. My coffee's kind of cold, but I like it that way in the afternoon when I'm roasting a bowl and doing the podcast. Um, and I even put a couple, I, I put a, a I make my own iced coffee. I make hot coffee and then I put an ice cube in it to water it down a little bit and kind of, you know, it's kind of like my uh, scotch and soda in, in some ways, but it is a great cup. Um, and I use the Chemex. Uh, Chemex? I have to say, I've gotten to learn to love it. Like, it, it definitely brings out the artist in you. And especially after pounding out so many French presses and so many of that, like, graduating to the Chemex. Um, and I was like, oh, this thing's douchey and weird. But if you're into minimalism and efficiency, it really is just this one piece of just, like, beautifully cut glass that is geometrically... Um, perfect for filtering coffee through a paper filter. And uh, there's just a way of making it. Like I said, uh, the term that stuck with me when I uh, talked to this one coffee roaster was you, uh, you just want, you want to get it to that roasted fudge. You just want to get to almost that. You want to make roasted fudge almost. And with a good medium roast bean, and if you crush it right and you do the pour over, I've just learned like every, it seems like they all have, like, every time I do it, I get a little bit better at it. It tastes a little bit better. I don't even think about it, and I'm coming up with new techniques with pouring it over and stirring. It's kind of like sautéing or cooking. Like, a lot of people don't just, like, go into cooking, and they just, like, eh, just put this on. But, you know, there's there's a simple touch. There's a dance. I like, you know, sautéing, keeping the, you know, keeping the food moving. Um, the type of oils you're using, the type of butters you're using, 
um, the type of dance that you're doing. Everything's a dance. Everything is art. If you really look at it, you know, you could make, you know, this podcast, you know, I've definitely, it's evolved over time. You know, I didn't always have the grasshopper, the green get grasshopper logo. Um, but shout out to green. I love the grasshopper logo. We're going to take it up a couple notches and go 3d, maybe do an NFT. Just kidding. I don't even, I don't own a Bitcoin. I've never paid with anything with Bitcoin. I don't know. I don't know. This NFT shit, it just, the Bitcoin, the cyber currency, I know it's real. I know people are making money and flipping houses and shit, but there's still a part of me that's, is it sustainable? That's, that is the word, sustainable. A lot of people are doing this quick buck bullshit, build it on chump change type of shit. You got to build it from the base, make it real. And then it will last and bend and fold and weave through the hands of time and space. Um, that's what I'm talking about. And I do think uh, cannabis is, is uh, sustainable, you know. Uh, it's a sustainable buzz. Uh, <laughs> is, what, is the dance that I'm trying to do. I would love to make it to 95 and have a porch where I just like take bong hits and look at... A cow I mean I could dig that and then I have a butter churn or I have my girl have my wife butter churn and some butter over there <laughs> making some fresh butter um, but I haven't been I have slipped like I've gotten back into meat some I made taco Tuesday the other night I made some chicken tacos that were slamming but I had to get out and run and get the blood pumping through my heart I don't know I, I could feel I could feel the sloth kind of I'm trying to dodge that slothy blothy bleh, uh, going into my growing older so I'm trying to stay active whether it's taking a walk going to the park doing my stretches uh, the five Tibetan rites if you don't know the five Tibetan rites I didn't know it it was just the pandemic I just started googling shit that I needed to stretch and this thing stretches your back. They call it the fountain of youth. Check it out. It's just five exercises in a row um, that just straighten out your spine and straighten out. Just it, It's kind of like an overall general stretch done in five different exercises, and you can knock it out within five minutes. And it kind of like realigns your whole um, nervous system and spine and shit. That, that's what over time. And I believe it has, like, when I'm doing it and I'm meditating, today I meditated, I tried to do 20 minutes, I made it to 16, I still got some stuff going on, and the other day I made it to 20, I'm trying to build it up, but I don't want to talk about all that all day, every day, I want to talk about some cannabis, um, I'm still loving, I have to say the strain, my go-to strain is, uh, it's a, yeah, what is it, sour, yeah, uh, lemon sour, um, OG, <laughs> they all start to, they all start to blend, but it's the same one that I was puffing on. Um, yeah, lemon sour OG. Yeah, I love this strain. This is a great medium strain. Um, I can go to sleep with it and also I can be creative with it. A little bit of paranoia because, you know, it's definitely not a don't fuck around lead. Um, but not too much if you, if your head's right. Um, and New York is just getting 
so legal and cannabis is going so legal as it should, man. I just watched this video. Uh, I know this is stupid, but why outlawing cannabis was a huge mistake. It's kind of an environmental video, but it talks about literally the recreational portion of cannabis is just the tip of the iceberg. Like we should be making, you know, all of this like fast fashion, like 10 cent, like pla part plastic t-shirts made in these, you, you know, we should be growing this hemp and making shirts here or, you know, wherever. I don't want to get into like America first type of talk, but I do believe that we got to, you know, make shit here. I do believe in small businesses, good dreams, making it work, coming together um, because life is short and it's precious I mean, you don't want to be too fucking precious with it, but you know what I'm fucking saying. It's like the older you get, it's just like, man, this all, you know, one one little dip, one little wrong move, this all goes, you know, sideways. Um, but at the same time, you learn to let go and, you know, um, let go of the fear and just like go into the abyss of the unknown. I'm definitely in a space right now, you know, I, I didn't go out and tour during... COVID. I don't want to like grandstand. It wasn't like I was in high demand. Um, I'm not some huge YouTube comic or super, you know, I'm fucking Gen X. I don't give a shit about the algorithm. I know what's cool and what's good. Um, and I know that, you know, the shit's good and, you know, something else will line up. I'd rather get into a big movie or a TV show uh, than post clips 24 all day, every day. But at the same time, owning your shit. That's what I like about this podcast. Like, I literally, there's no overhead. It's just me. I just got to score some weed and some coffee and get on the mic and maybe have some friends um, jump in here and there. But, uh, but yeah, this is, uh, I guess, where I wanted to talk about was one thing was... Uh, I do listen to a lot of hip-hop, but I do listen to a lot of rock. I listen to everything. Grateful Dead. I was just watching this thing on uh, Wilco, the guy from Wilco, Jeff Tweedy. I'm not a huge Wilco. I missed the whole Wilco boat. Like, I've, there's a couple Foxtrot. I know the albums. I know they're hip. I know people put their tour posters in their house framed and shit. And he's got a great voice and... I do think there's just always a pocket for non-cheesy, super commercialized music, non-super commercialized. And that's where kind of the jam band scene or Wilco or kind of even the alternative rock scene. And that's how hip hop was until it became, I don't even know what's <laughs> hip hop now. The, all the drill music I'm not into, but I get the vibe. I get it's hard. I get, but I'm not into violence. I heard a great joint. One band I want to get, the Jungle Brothers, which was the uh, MCs before. They were the guys that kind of influenced uh, Tribe Called Quest and De La Soul. Like, the Jungle Brothers was a little bit before those guys. And they had some great, I heard a great Jungle Brothers tune. And I guess the beat, they were kind of going more into a dance hall like type beat. And the flows were nice and funky, but also cool and down to earth and it wasn't too you know preachy uh it was just good time vibes and that's what i'm all about 
some good time vibes. Um, ja Rastafari. Been listening to a lot of Bob Marley. Uh, great Bob Marley tune if you want to dig it out. Like it's not, it's a deeper cut. But uh, Walk the Proud Earth. Uh, walk the Proud Earth, my friend. Uh, I forget. Walk, put, just type in Walk the Proud Earth. Uh, Bob Marley. It was like off what that box set, and it was like a B cut. But man, it just funks. And the organ on that, that Hammond organ, reggae can fucking rock an organ because it's just like, <clears throat> especially that old like Bob Marley organ. I remember, man, one of the better shows I saw was in San Francisco, and I saw the Whalers, and that's Bob Marley's backing band, and they still tour. And I don't even, some of them might be original, but this is when they had, I remember the organ player was the original Bob Marley organ player and the Whalers came on and just ripped. And this was in San Francisco at this great venue called the Great American Music Hall. And people were smoking herb, you know, it was SF. And this was like 2000, yeah, it must've been 2001, 2002. But man, I just remember they played Legalize It by Peter Tosh and they just fucking I remember the dude on the organ and he had these sunglasses that were like big like these big bugged out glug, like with the bug eyes and he was just fucking rocking the organ to that song and that's how they closed the set to legalize um so it's happening man um yeah the video I saw I've been watching these videos about the legalization of Thailand Thailand went full on now when I was in Thailand it was you know, down in those southern, Thailand has some of the best beaches. If you want to know the best, some of the best beaches is, uh, you know, of course, Koh Samoy. But my favorite is one even further. When I backpacked, I backpacked, when I was 26, I sold everything and had 10 grand. And I just put it all in a backpack and I backpacked around Southeast Asia. Uh, and that was during the Clinton years. And people always bum out about the Clinton years. I'm just going to tell you this. The do during the Clinton years, the dollar was booming. So when you went to another country, your money like doubled. It was it was fucking insane. So that's why we want to turn the ship around and get things working. Um, but yeah, when I was in, what was that? Oh, Thailand's going legal. So there was great herb. I smoked at this place called Kuta Beach. Um, and Kuta... Oh man, that was, that was, that, 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 that is the best place. One of the best, white sand beach, blue ocean, wild, trippy, fucking, I mean, everybody's talking Mexico and all that, but, but I remember just rolling great spliffs down there. Like cannabis was, was a part of that uh, scene down there and it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't criminalized, but you know, I had to ask a bartender and get somebody um back then and that was probably not cool but i was very smart and no, i wasn't smart i did some dumb shit um that i look back on that's why that britney griner thing just fucking fucks with my head sometimes uh my prayers go out to that whole situation but um yeah cannabis is getting legal over there and then the in thailand and but i just don't think i think you know, 
people need to lean in and talk to real stoners because I think what's happening is like the government's getting involved. People that don't really know cannabis is getting involved on like kind of a commercial business level and they just you know i really think it's more of like a craft beer type of thing and there's an art to it much like coffee much like the chemex like if you build it from small businesses out and also you know educate the public and have clear laws on you know age and where and when um meaning like I love how Amsterdam has, you know, the green light district where, you know, this is the part of town where the coffee shops are, you know, they should have that in Manhattan, like make the Lower East Side, like that's all the weed stuff is over there and then not have weed stuff over, you know, just so it's spread out and kind of give some people space because I do smell it everywhere and I do people that don't smoke are going to start raising hell if people get too reckless. That's what happens. So try to be respectful. I can't preach or tell you what to do. I try to be respectful. Don't try to push it on anybody. Just try to do my own thing and, uh, you know, hit a joint now and then. But uh, the one thing that touched me was watching the... uh, Foo Fighters tribute for their drummer Taylor Hawkins I don't know if you guys saw this but they played it live on YouTube and there's clips but in terms of like rock music that was the biggest show that's happened Jesus man that show was amazing I didn't see it all I saw clips but I tuned in when it was live like I saw the opening they had the dude from Oasis come out they're fans of uh, Supergrass. I love Supergrass. That's a great England rock band that has some, uh, when the sun hits the sky, check out that tune. Supergrass. They were like round like Nirvana time, but they were like a little bit, you know, more put together. They were kind of like a dinosaur junior meets a Foo Fighters of England on a stoner tip. Uh, they have some great tunes, and they just have straight-up good rock and roll tunes, kind of like good songwriting, like the dude from the Kinks. Um, but yeah, this tribute concert. And uh, I loved it. I loved it. They had the kids. They had Taylor Hawkins' son. That was the one that touched me. There's three parts that touch a bunch of highlights. But I guess that one closed the show, and that was the first clip I watched. But it was Taylor Hawkins' son, and he's like maybe 12, 13. Like, not full 16-year-old, but kind of in that weird middle, you know. But he could drum his ass off, and he could he was drummed just like his dad. And he plays a tune. I mean, his dad just passed away like a month and a half ago, and it literally, like, he walked right into his spirit. It was really trippy to watch. To see, like, his dad's, you know, playing in his band and that connection and that love with the audience, you know, uh, yeah, it's Dave Grohl is, you know, he's just been killing it for the last 20 years, so it's as a dude, it's easy to hate on him. <laughs> but I never hated on him. I like that first Foo Fighters album, Learning to Fly. That was 
Learning to Fly and it had Tenacious D in the they had their first few videos were in I as you know I love some music videos. And the Foo Fighters Learning to Fly with Tenacious D and they like dose the plane. That's one of the and then that song was such a good feeling song. I remember just starting out and stand up in San Francisco and buying that CD and listen every that song hit hard like they had one CD that was before that that did you know great in the alt rock world but I never was like a super alt rock record store nerd like in terms of like some people think I'm over hipster some think I'm a rich kid some think I'm a white kid into hip-hop I'm none of that in all of it Uh, and also I'm a, a, a fun-loving stone. I'm, you know, the whole thing with ego, all we really are is this moment. That's, that's the, I mean, I'm maybe a little high, but, you know, I say it over and over, but it is this moment in our minds, you know, we can make it run forever, you know, it can go forever. But lately I've been learning to kind of shut it off and or just putting positive words into my brain like you know confident um uh kind i'll i'll even visualize it on my heart before i go into a central uh, a social situation or if my mind starts going you know if it i if i catch it going into like okay this was something like the D- steve bannon thing like homeboy got arrested and i started getting angry and uh, and I'm like yelling at the computer or ha- I'm having these anger thoughts in my brain and it's not good because it doesn't do anything for me right now. I mean, I understand it. I will vote. I'll do that. But at the same time, I got to worry about my own shit. I got a podcast to do. I got to make it funny. I got to <laughs> make it interesting. I got to make it dope. Um, I got to smoke some dope. Um. I never liked calling it dope. I never liked calling. That's why I was like cannabis, cannabis, cannabis. Once I learned, I have to say those years at High Times Magazine when I wrote a few articles and mostly hung out. And I did a bunch of videos. I did videos with Steve Hager. Steve Hager is an amazing dude. I'd like to have him on this podcast. But he wrote the screenplay for Beat Street. Um, and then he ended up being the editor for High Times. And he took all the hard drugs out of High Times, which I thought was amazing. Because, uh, yeah, I'm not into hard drugs. But I do understand that um, we're in a situation now. I, I think it's about habit and addiction and how the mind works. And I think technology and it's we're all becoming aware of this because we're all having to deal with it, you know, uh, together. We're in it together. Like you want to say, oh, I feel so alone. Nobody cares. And, you know, you might be right. <laughs> and we all but we all care and we're all connected organically. Organically, everything is connected. It's your ego that separates it, your personality, our personalities. We gotta go out and make money and cover our asses and take dumps and you know, food and bills and the whole nine. But we are just that plant. You know, what makes me different than that plant? It's the same shit. It's just these thoughts in my head. 
but all I want to do is sit in the sun just like the plant <laughs> and feel a cool breeze. You know there's nothing better than that. There's nothing better than that. When it's kind of hot and you got some sun on your face, but then out of nowhere, out of nowhere, a cool breeze. Cool breeze. That was a wine. I think it was cool breeze. I went through a, a drinking phase, mad dog, all that shit. I drank too early, um, and that's why I don't like it. You know, it just, uh, and I'm sure that's the way people are with herb, you know. I didn't smoke pot when I was 14. I smoked pot when I was 18. I think if I was too early, um, it would mess, you know, it kind of breaks, I don't know. Your brain is still growing. The brain, that's what, I don't think we've even tapped into what being a human really is. And beyond the brain it's feelings and it's so simple it's organic like it's already there you know and the brain separates it because it's dealing with the situation but that's what you use the brain for is for the present moment when shit pops up like oh shit somebody just threw a rock at me i gotta figure this situation at you know out at this moment and if you oh you gotta make decisions Decision making. That's what I've been hipping on too. Is like, all we are is decision making. You know, you got to make decisions and you don't know if it's the right one or the wrong one. And that's why, you know, I think tradition and getting too rigid in my own beliefs, in my own thoughts, you can't open up fully to the possibilities of the moment because every decision is going to be different for the moment. Um, if that makes any sense. But I back to the Foo Fighters concert. Oh, the tribute concert for Mr. Taylor Hawkins, uh, one of the best drummers. Um, I don't know if he was the best, but he definitely rocked the house. Those tunes just rocked. If you want to do rock and roll, you, you know, I just think, you know, the Foo Fighters is like Budweiser. Like if you, when I drank uh, a good cold Budweiser, there's nothing better than that. Uh, you know, it's not the best, but it ain't the worst, and sometimes you just need that Budweiser. And Foo Fighters, I mean, dude, learning to fly, uh, that joint is the... And then the other one, Monkey Wrench, that is one of the best music videos. Monkey Wrench is one of the best music videos. I don't know that dude's style. Like, it's shot in black and white on Super 8, but everybody has costumes, and it's like these funky characters and the rooms are like small and dear it it kind of has that goofball aesthetic visual aesthetic that beetlejuice you know kind of that beetle you know kind of you know how beetlejuice they just switched it up like visually switching it up art is so dope man you know just creating your own universe that's what you're doing because we all are our own universe but we're connected to a even bigger universe but really, I mean, your own laws, your own, you know, you know what's right for you. I don't know what the fuck's right for you. I don't, you know, I could tell you what's right for me. Coffee and weed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. But I got to be also careful with coffee. Like I do do a paper filtered. And sometimes I could tell if I'm going off too much um, mentally, like if I'm drinking coffee, you know, it just jacks you up. You know the deal. Um gets you up and going but when you are you know puffing a little bit of herb it does you know it can help you out and puffing herb 
you know, I just think is good for the CBD qualities as I get older. Um, but I think you have to do it correctly. Like we're all learning. Like I like that idea of valves. Like you temper things down, like bring the heat down, bring it up. Oh, that's, that's, that's running a little hot. Let's fucking take the fucking valve. Let's fucking, let's turn that down a little bit, you know, just to ke- always keep the spaceship even flying forward into outer space uh that's one of the dopest lyrics um five minutes of funk by houdini i think it's the third verse there's a part of it it goes sit back relax put on your head gear i'm about to take you through a trip through the atmosphere i don't need a spaceship i do it all on my loan myself in my microphone it's just this such a cool style you know, style, st- does style rule over efficiency? You know, something can work, but style starts to go into that world of art. And I think the world of art is kind of like, it's when it's original, where it just can't be touched, it can't be duplicated, because there's only that one thing right there at that right time. And we live in this crazy Walmart uh you know, Costco world, uh, where everything's, you know, chopped up, Amazoned out and, uh, mass produced. But when you have that one thing that not, no, that just can't be duplicated, you know, that's when it becomes special. And guess what? That's what you are. Listener, you can't be duplicated. Well, hope you ain't a clone. Uh, you can make your mind, I think maybe my mind is wandering a little bit too much when I start talking about clones, but, uh, I still don't understand the concept of cannabis clones. I know that's a big thing is like the cannabis, you know, with growing, I was around, shout out to Danny Danko in Leaf magazine. That's a great cannabis magazine. And Danny used to work at high times for like 15 years as the cultivation expert, but he was a dude that was my age. And he loved all the shit that I loved. And he always had great herb. Uh, he loved stand-up. So he was always really cool to me when I would come through at high times. And definitely helped me get like a lot of those gigs. Um, and, uh, or you know. Oh, he, so he, but he was all about growing. His whole thing is cultivation. Like if you want to learn to grow, listen to Danny Danko's podcast. That's the best podcast I know for growing. Um, and just, you know, if you, I mean, he's almost industrial, you know, but he's also a simple cat that, you know, goes from pot to whatever. I have never grown. I want to grow as New York goes, you know, that's where I think is like, this is the vision is like, yo, an A-frame house, one cannabis plant in the back, maybe a tomato joint and maybe a cucumber. I like cucumbers during the summer. Oh man, a fresh cucumber. And then you chop it up and then you put it on a plate and then you put it in the refrigerator with a squirt of lime, right? Maybe some fresh mint, chop that shit up, sprinkle that in there, put that. That's a vibe. That's a clean and mean. I love a good clean and mean. (laughs) I never was in the military, but I had a military vibe. Like, I think in another life, I probably would make a good Marine. I do like, like, you know, taking taking care of business and locking it down and doing it correctly. But there, I think I always wanted to be an artist, 
but uh but I like the clean and mean. I, I don't I would shave my head. I'd wear camouflage. I'd do all that. <laughs> clean and mean. Uh, I do think the military's good. The, for the people I know, I know Donnell Rollins was in the Air Force. My dad was in the Air Force. Um, I went to military school for a summer. <laughs> I did a summer school at a military school. But during the summer, it wasn't military. But I think it was a... Uh, yeah, I just needed to pick up some credits. And uh, and that was the gig that summer. Um, that was the closest. And I think I talked to him maybe in ROTC... I have a, a comic friend that was in, I should get him on, that was in the Coast Guard. I'd love to talk to him. If I was going to do it, if I was young and uh, chill and I didn't want to, didn't know what to do with my life, I think the Coast Guard would be a good look. You just learn how to drive a boat and chill out. You know, nobody's calling the Coast Guard to go to war. You might have to do some, yeah, there might be a lot with this border crisis and all that. I guess there's a crisis. I don't even understand the border, but I don't live in Texas or 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 Florida I just don't see I don't it doesn't affect me that much um but where was I going with that <laughs> were we talking about fruit uh no we we're talking about summer vibe oh back to the Foo Fighters concert oh yeah that thing um so here was the other highlight was um, the guy from ACDC, um, not Bon Scott, but he's the new singer, but that dude is badass too. Like, uh, that dude sang, uh, Back in Black. He wrote Back in Black, which is amazing soon and shook me all night long. That's one of the best rock and roll songs ever. He wrote that and sang that like that album. Yeah. That's like an apex of brilliant rock and roll is back in black uh by a acdc if you ever want to just get into some rock and roll that's like you know top shelf but yeah so he's playing but then they have large so it's the foo fighters lead singer of acdc and then on drums is lars from metallica and he sounds so good because the foo fighters everybody like those guys practice and play so many gigs they're so good and such a tight band and Dave Grohl just lives and breathes music. So he's just fucking, he could, those guys are all like top level musicians. So if they're playing something as, you know, basic as back in black, it sounds so fucking good. But then they put the drums of Lars on there and his drums, like Metallica's sound was like so big and industrial and just over, it just like, <laughs> there's no stopping it. I never was a speed metal cat, but my neighbor was like, I, I know all those early Metallica albums just because I would go and listen to the records with him and he would do nunchucks. He was that kid. <laughs> Shout out uh, Sherlock. He knows who he is. Uh, I don't want to blow up his spot. He was actually in the Marines. Um, but he, yeah, he would play Metallica and do his nunchucks um, and I would hang out with him. Um, but he was a nice dude. Uh, but I, I learned all about heavy metal through him, but I didn't like it, especially when, like, I never really was into Motley Crue and Rat. Right when those guys broke out, it was just so cheesy and they dressed up at, like, girls. I just, I, and that's when I was listening to Planet Rock and Houdini. Like, that was the shit that was blowing my mind. 
And then right after that, I got into like The Clash and like Led Zeppelin, some punk rock. But a lot of the punk rock when I was young was violent. Like I talk about it. There was a lot of DC punks. And when that shit popped off, those guys fucking beat people up and shit. Straight up, you know, it was just chaos, mass confusion. But also now that I look back, it was some of the most awesome rock and roll. I mean, Black Flag is sick. I always liked Henry Rollins, especially just DC dude. I kind of get who he is. Um, and, and Fugazi and Minor Threat, forget about it. But I remember those albums being around, but that wasn't what I was listening to. My friend Adam was listening to, and he had those records. But that dude, I, like, I would, I would sleep over at his house, and we'd listen to those records, play Atari, play Combat. Mm. Some good coffee towards the tail end. It was starting to jack me up a little bit because I was making crazy, and I think I was talking way too much, so I had to slow down. I was like, I gotta equal this thing out with some water. Uh, yeah, but I went for a walk. The only thing about the walk is, man, at my age, and I drink so much coffee and water, I had to pee so bad. And New York's just fucking terrible with bathrooms, so I have to, I have to like wait to come all the way back. And I, I'm weird with masks and germs. I'm still not going inside. I went to a show last night, but I wore my mask unless I was outside or on stage. Um, I just couldn't. Yeah, I just know people are funky <laughs> in the spittle. I'm not there yet, we're, but we're getting there. It's start. I mean, everybody else in New York is not wearing masks. They even took the mask down on the subway, but people are still wearing. I saw somebody with a double mask outside. You know, I think it's everybody's prerogative. You know, it's kind of like your own health. That's what we're all, you know, it's back to that, your own universe, your own health. I do believe the body is a temple. Like, that should be your church. That's that's everything. It's all internal. Internal controls the external. Um, that's what I'm trying to get to. So, you know, it's just, as life moves on, it's harder and harder as you get older. Like, the fight to get older is not to get bitter. You know, you see so many older du- dudes and chicks, you know, the bitterness. A lot of bitterness in comedy, man. And uh, and that's why maybe I never always fully click with comedians all the way because I just didn't, you know, I do have I do have some bitterness. I, gotta, I can't fucking say that. I definitely have some hater vibe in me. But I try to, I, I'm aware of it. And I try to neutralize it and see it for what it is. And it is a lower vibration. Those jealousy and comparing people is a lower vibration. I want to go high vibration. Ja, Rastafari, son, love, dance, music, uh, good food, clean living, helping other people out, stretching, yoga, playing, Soccer barefoot on some nice grass. That's what I wanna do. Oh yeah. Smokes in some grass. Uh I got a little bit of a herb left. Down to the tail end of my herb. But I'll re-up. But maybe I'll take a couple I'm really put trying to push through a couple scripts. I just got all these books around me and stacks of paper. Uh but this is the life I wanted, you know? This is the life I got. Uh, and I love doing, I kind of always visualized this radio thing, but I always thought morning radio is whack. And I love Howard Stern. I love, you know, a lot of my friends are doing podcasts. I do listen to them. 
Sometimes they're distracting. And I'd never want in there. And sometimes I just, it's it's almost the gossip, you know. And gossip is not good. As much as, you know, everybody's talking about spilling the tea. Who's got the tea? Meaning, like, you know, just talking shit or, you know, what's happening. Um, but you got to figure out what's I wonder, like, when it becomes just regular talk to gossip. But I guess it's when you start assuming shit about other people or bringing up their business when it really doesn't affect your world whatsoever, you know? All that super gossip that's trending out there doesn't... It's it's a distraction. It's not what you have to deal with. You got you know you got a pack bowl in front of you. You got a couple bills. You got to fucking stretch out. You got to feed a cat. You got to do all kinds of shit. You know, that gossip doesn't do anything for what you're really got to do. Um, and what you got really got to do is is have fun, <laughs> having fun and being happy. Well, I don't know. Too much fun. I do think life is for having fun. I do love laughter. I know, I love laughter. Um, and I think life is is for having fun, fun, fun. But you gotta figure out what fun really is. Maybe that's the gig. You know, family is fun. Um, when you're younger, you didn't don't think so. But when you gotta get a job and all that shit, and then you get to catch up with your old crew. Ah, uh, that's always fucking sweet. Um, and this is my family. Maybe you guys don't have a family. Well, I'm your family now, and I love you. <laughs> Smoking some herb. Now, I don't want to go into some weird... Uh, I've had some fans hit me up, and I just appreciate, you know, people listening. And I think, you know, the idea of what, what I'm trying to do is, you know, stay current, stay real, you know, puff cannabis, make it part of my job, which I always wanted, you know. Didn't want to have a job where I had to fake the funk. And now we're going into a world where faking the funk, we won't, you know, it's just going to get so mainstream. But we have to figure out it and, and be real with ourselves. Me, you know, I just keep my one-hitter and I do my one-hitter. Maybe some CBD here and there. And I don't fuck with alcohol. Mostly just like coffee, seltzer. What did I? Oh, Arnold Palmer. That was a great episode. Um, man, that's good. I want to mix it up. I don't want to always do coffee on this thing. I definitely, I got a big box of chai tea I need to break out. Maybe I'll have some chai. And we'll definitely get guests. I had almost had one lined up. But, you know, I don't want to push it. You know, I want to, I want this whole thing to unfold naturally. And that's, you know, and just, and just uh, puff herb and, and try to do 45 minutes to an hour of, uh, what did I want to talk? I had shit written down. Oh, I wanted to talk about the environment ag- angle of cannabis. Because getting high is like 10% of it, dude. Uh, and all this heat that's going down in California. I read this crazy article about um, cities and how cities should be built with wood because they're cooler. Like wood, like the thing about the cities, like in D.C. is the biggest swamp. But New York is hot. I hear L.A. is fucking on fire. And so it's like California, I don't even want to think about it. It's like 110. You can't even. It's like Arizona style. And uh, when you get around concrete, it doubles it, man. And it just like it, it bounces off the concrete. It fucking, you know, and then you got to crank up the A.C. And that that, you know, stresses the power grid. 
They say wood houses, houses built of wood, wood cities, you know, um, that's the gig. Um, if I, you know, for me, I would love my own A-frame house, like an old A-frame in the middle of the woods, um, built from, and the cannabis fibers, you know, I really think, uh, hemp could be industrial wood to build houses, build a hold house. I know you could Google hemp built houses now and, they're supposedly like amazing. That's what I was watching is like, like during an earthquake, they would absorb it because it's flexible, but also strong. You can't break through it. It doesn't catch on fire. They were showing like a blowtorch on it. It doesn't catch on fire. It naturally cools your house. And what was it? Oh, during a massive earthquake, like it vibrates with it. It's all about being flexible. As you get older, I, that's, I got my yoga manual. I got my, my wife got me this book. It's called The Yoga Manual, M-A-N, and then it's quotes. So it's for dudes. It's pretty much a dude book, and it's really simple, and I just have it laying on the ground, and it's kind of like big, so I, you know, I don't have to have my super glasses on or anything, so I could just like turn the pages, and oh yeah, I could do that stretch, and I do that stretch. It's all about being flexible. You know, there's going to be shocks to the system coming down, man. All many, so much crazy shit. Motherfuckers are out here um, trying to flip flip countries over. Man, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Calm down. Weed's about to be legal. Jobs are about to be open. Let's get this economy running. Let's be nice to each other. Let's help each other out. Look out for small businesses. Look out for your mental health. But be kind. Be kind, listen to the birds tweet, have a cool wind in your face, I love you, and I'm out, I'm out, this is it, uh, I'm calling it right here, um, at minute 53. Many, many uh, Buddhas who came to the...
sure. 